Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Ooh, ooh, baby. Hello. We got a little wild one for ya. This week, we're getting iconically horrific with reimaginations of iconic horror characters. Uh, yeah, it's a wonderful episode. I'm sorry, I just had a flashback. I just remembered, I have on my old phone, I'm going to go find it, a video of the tall, the big boule singing, li- singing live at a Queen Kong. Oh, like amazing. A, a country song at Queen Kong. I'm going to find it and post it. Yay! Yay! Okay. Enjoy this episode. It's this week wild. we go from a top five to a top three, and there's drama, there's story, there's intrigue, and there's even Coco Kane being a boule bro. Enjoy. M. Oh. M. Mom. When first choice is a big old bus You turn around and boom You end up with a sloppy second Oh, diva Hello, Fuglies We are your Goulash And welcome back to Spooky Thousand Uh, what are you doing? I'm trying to be Jamie Or Jack Whatever they call themselves (laughs) You know it's true, girly girls. It's Tuesday. Sorry, it's Friday. It's Friday. And that means we're talking boule bees. We're talking about BBTs. You got to stop it We're now. talking about boule d- People BBD. are going to drag you for this. BBDTs. Boule Brother Dragon the Titans. Why would they drag me? Because I'm being energetic? Because I'm trying to host the show? Right, you're right, you're right. Hold on, let me have... Okay, I got to tell you, I did have two martinis earlier. What are you? Classy? Just at home? In a t-shirt? Drinking a martini? Well, yeah. Okay. With a twist? No, 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 no. no, no, Not with a twist. No, 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 no. It was olives. It was garlic stuffed olives. Because I wish it was blue cheese stuffed olives, because that's what I thought I grabbed at the store. I have some in my fridge, and I don't even eat olives like that. You have blue cheese stuffed olives? You know, if the occasion were to call for them. You ever fucking olive? No. Don't do me. Um, I do want to say that um, because of our podcast releasing schedule, this is our opportunity to thank everyone who attended the live show. Yes. Thank you all so much for coming out. That was such a crazy and such a fun time. Like, I, it was fun. It I feels like a, a fever dream to me, but I'm so happy we had a great time. It was well, because really it casual. feels like it didn't even exist because we did it on a Tuesday night and then on Friday night of the same week, we were both in Austin doing Fat Slut. And then another party, and then tonight. Oh, yeah, and then Saturday night, it was another party, and then tonight is Fat Slut LA. In LA. So, baby doll. Uh, These girls could never. All right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But they couldn't. They literally couldn't. All I'm saying is, the live show is lit. It's a proof of concept. It happens. There may be some more out-of-town opportunities happening 
for that in the new year. Yeah, so all baby. I'm saying is come if on, you come on, New Orleans, if you throw parties and you like live shows, hit us up because we can handle. Because it. we'll come and do a fat or uh, what is this called? Sloppy seconds for you, <laughs> Kelly. We can handle it. Okay, now you can Last go Last week, after driving go. to Fullerton, California, to ride the water feature at 27 Doors. It was the 17th room. What was it called? It's literally called 27 Doors. No, it's 17 Doors. Okay, fine. Because on the thing, it was Drag a 17. Me, I Marcia. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha on season 15. Okay. The monsters all passed the fright fee and were challenged to create a terrifying sea monster from the depth to storm the floor show. Coco thinks she's getting sabotaged and Melissa is literally over the drama. She tries to leave and they still make her drop down that thing. Eva won the challenge. Victoria told Coco she's crazy for thinking she's being sabotaged and she's never prepared for the challenges. Well, I think Astrid said it on Victoria's behalf. Oh no, Victoria got in there. And then Coco was like... And then Melissa quit... But the boules made her stand up on that stage and drop her down anyway. Ooh, baby. Yeah. And Coco saved to Which, compete another day. So here we are. Episode 8, Horror Icons Reimagined. We've got Eva, Hoso, Astrid, and Vicky Black coming to the workroom. And girl, I don't know. It's just, they're all like, you're two-faced. No, you're two-faced. Here's the thing about being two-faced. You are and I'm not. And that's how it works. And here's, I hated it. here's the other thing. I've got one face and you've got a second one. And so therefore, if you know about counting, that means that means two. You're or two-faced. <laughs> or maybe three. I'm not quite sure how many people are in the room. Um uh Vicky I don't feels know. they're bad all like for, they're all just like it's I don't know. It feels a little too staged for me. Girl, Vicky I don't feels know like for yelling Astrid says that she feels like it's the death of a lover. That Melissa quit. Laughed and I was like, "Well, you weren't exactly nice to her." Sorry, if I was in a competition and the point of the competition was to win, I would be like, you guys, it sucks that Melissa couldn't hang with us being so crazy. But guess what? We're all closer to the $100,000 prize. Like, I don't know. Like, is there something so bad about that? No, about just I don't being think like, so. I think that's part of being competitive. And you have to just be like, there's a, there's a way to be competitive and want everyone around you to do well, but still want to do better than them. Of course. And when they fall short... It's yeah, not that is your, your opportunity. Job. It's not your job to help them up. It's not your job to kick them while they're they're down. It's your job to focus on you. And guess what? Once you pass the finish line or complete the challenge at hand, you could go help them. Or you could say, oh, that sucked. How was that? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry that happened to you. You can be a nice person, but you don't have to suffer. You don't have to fight their battle or suffer their loss. You can just be next to them in the competition. It's like running a race, baby. Okay, Coco enters the boudoir. And saying, Mama, she comes in hot. She one comes of the best in with lines. a turtleneck crop top. No, one of the best outfits, too. Turtleneck, crop top, corset, leopard print, gaucho pants. Don't forget the, the beret. beret. Leather trim. I'm sorry, the beret. Accent, the accent you're using to say the word beret is. Alinda. Okay. <laughs> uh, she comes in in one of the best outfits I've ever seen to just say disrespectfully. Fuck y'all. She Everybody here is two-faced. 
Or, but no, everybody is here is two-faced or more. Oh, she does say or more she than does. that. Yeah. Um, so basically, Coco is defending her sister, Melissa. Absolutely. And she lays it all out on the line. She sort of goes down the line and reads them all. And um, then she says something that I'm curious how you feel about it, because I don't make drag looks, okay? She says, don't ever call me last minute ever again. I have bills and rent to play. I don't live at home with my mother. I wish I didn't have to be last minute. Now, just because you have bills and things to pay, does that mean that your drag comes in last minute? I'm just curious how you feel. No, because like currently it's what, Tuesday? And I'm making my outfit for Friday so that on Thursday I don't have to do it. And you worked all day. And I did work all day. Um, I think it's an issue of maybe prioritizing. Also, I don't know what kind of work Coco does. Like, I don't I mean, know what her day job is. So she might be working fucking nine to nine and just not have time. But again, I said it last week. I do not think everything she is bringing is last minute. There is no way that you can create what she creates in a singular day. Also, There's just no way to do it. Unlike another television show. Drag Race. On Dragula, it is part of the fabric of the show to show them hoes working. And honestly, I wish it was a bigger part of the show. I wish maybe that sometimes they got there and were given a fabric wall and told, like, today's episode, you're making a costume from scratch and prove that you can do that. Right. Because, like, on when we see it on Drag Race, we see that whole process, and we never see that here. We just no, don't on know. No, this it's show, like, it's literally, and that's why all the girls were so, oh, no, no, we're not going there. Um, it's just, it's such a hard, like, foothold to have an argument about when it is, like, part of part what of we the see show. every single episode. That's what makes and it challenging. that gives me, that reminds me of, like, uh, and I know it happens later in the episode, but I'm going to bring it up now. When they do the no, alert, alert, before. alert, alert things, mm-hmm. and everyone else is like doing something, and it's specifically in this episode, and I've said it about other episodes, Victoria is sitting there with like a wig cap on and has nothing going on. And right. everyone else is at least pretending to paint eyes on and do stuff. And she's sitting there just like holding her prosthetic up to her chest. Like, it doesn't make sense. Clearly, she's already pre-made everything. We get that. Right. But she's not playing the game the way the rest of them are. Anyway. This, so then Coco says to Hoso, she says, and I know that you're the smartest one in the room and you think everyone is falling into your little strategy. And Hoso's like, my strategy? And I loved that Coco said this, but I was sort of like, what's the strategy, doll? Yeah. Can you tell me what it is? Because was it just to be in love with two people at once? Or just to like do really well do the challenges so you make it to the end. <laughs> make great costumes and be prepared for the competition. Girl, if I was anyone in the room, I would be Eva, who in the confessional goes, everything Hosa says is true and she's got the right to say it and she's saying it and I'm just here watching. <laughs> yep. Yep. I respected that so much. Eva was just like, I'm going to let her do this. Um, Coco says that she, ha- well, okay, there is such a tone shift. Uh, like, like so it almost, immediate, it's like tone deaf. It's like, what happened? Did a producer come in and like start apologizing now, everybody? Talk about Two-Face. I mean, I don't think Coco's Two-Face, but like literally the idea of coming in and being like, 
fuck y'all. And then being like, I had to I go had hard. I had to yell at y'all. It was very like, when my mama yelled at me like this, it's because she cared. But it wasn't that. It was just very much like all of a sudden everyone was like, yeah, we're sisters and we're going to make it through this together. It just, I hated it. Girl, you don't have to be sisters. No one said that. You're like, all just on a television show. No one is telling you that you have to be friendly for the rest of this. I don't speak to half of the girls. Not because I don't like them. Just because it's like, we weren't close. We were not close. Like, you, when you did the pageant for Alaska, all of them hate you. No, that's not true. They all actually really like me. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Um. All right. I don't want to say this. No, let's say it. Wait, what are you saying? Is the editing bad on yes. this oh, show? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, baby, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because so the one thing. I don't know who's thing... in charge, and I hope they're listening. This show could be so, so good. good. And it's just not. It's edited poorly. The storylines are overproduced. There's so much stuff that happens off camera that they talk about that you make a plot point on camera. And it's a, the main thing at theater where they're saying, show, don't tell. And right. I'm being told and not shown. It's literally a thing that's been said in theater for years. 100%. That's exactly it. I was um, like packing and cleaning and like doing stuff at the house yesterday. And I had the Keeping Up with the Kardashians on. Mm-hmm. And like the thing about reality TV is they like do the cliffhanger come back from the break, revisit exactly what was said moments before the cliffhanger, yes. tell you what happened. The week. Like, they literally repeat themselves over and over again so I can be like, oh, what happened in that last episode? And I can say three sentences. Like, I am always confused about what the drama is, what the beef is. It's it, like, just show us the moment when like someone slapped the shit out of Coco, so she, that's why she's upset. Show like show us show something. us Astrid being rude. Show us v- to production or talking poorly about production. Yes. Show us them actually being two faced because that actually I didn't see anyone being two faced. All of a sudden they're just telling us everyone is two faced. Yeah, like, and like I even see an- going back and forth in a conversation, two truths can exist. Yeah, she can care about one person and also care about someone else's feelings, and that doesn't make her two faced. That makes her an a human being. A human being. being. The and one. And you know what? All these bitches drank the fucking pickle juice. You're <laughs> all shit. All right. Okay. Moving on. Um, the challenge tonight. The challenge. No. What? One last thing about the Two Face, and then I'll let it go. To your okay. point, the one and only time that they showed someone being two-faced was Eva Destruction going, God, this twink drama. Hey, guys, what's going on with the twink drama, right? It was like back-to-back, and we saw it, and we can remember it, and it wasn't even two-faced, and in this whole two-faced conversation, she is not the one being accused of being two-faced. We got to take a break. Let's take a break. Wait, okay. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it, baby? Bet. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now, that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your life? If I had more time, I would 
do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this, like make a change in how you think. I think we all think like, that's just how my brain works or like, this is how I see the world. But those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like, look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different. You, those are things you can talk about with your therapist. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. Ooh. Okay. Attention, competitors. Make your way to the main stage at this time, which is where the two boulets will give their challenge. Tonight's... Why don't you read it? <laughs> I love that. Which is where the two... Okay. Tonight's challenge because will determine the final three of the season. If they survive this week, they're guaranteed... A... Guaranteed? Guaranteed? We we have been podcasting all day. Maybe that a, is why we can't a do spot this. in the finale. So it's a reinterpretation of the horror icons makeover challenge. So they have to completely reinvent a classic horror icon, model the look on the main stage, and this is not cosplay but a reimagination. And they can choose from film, TV, comic books, literature, etc. Plus, they have to do a scene where they reenact a classic like notable scene from their icons lore, I guess. Yeah. The fright feat is that the Queens will be tied to the truth teller electric chair. And they're all sitting in a state. This is all sitting in a circle facing one another strapped to a lie detector with electrodes, but they were just going to add a table. Next they to each other. fucking said in the video. And How I hard is it to fucking <laughs> Say something and then fucking do it. I literally was like, oh, they're going to go to a different set. There's going to be five no. electric chairs. No. They're all going to be strapped up. And it's going to be like, do you remember that thing uh, last, last season with season Mary Cherry? Yeah. Where they were all getting shocked. That was also at 17 Doors or whatever that place was. 27 Who's. <laughs> the Who's down in Hoover. The Who's down in and so that's what I assumed it was going to be. Girl, these hoes strolled into the boudoir. Old uh, Trisha Paytas's friend. Oh, Tr oh Joel from uh, Real Housewives and Trisha Paytas. 
He has does all lighter. the lie detectors. If He's you a look celebrity up- lie detector test. Honestly, I should have known something was up when I saw how old that computer was. I don't trust it, Dell from 1999. That's where he got his program on. He's He wears the same shirt on everything, which I think is great for John. He's a really... He's wearing a polo that says John, lie detector test, TV. This is all a lie. Um, I want to also let you know that he did the lie detector test on season four of Dragula. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that and girl. He's done, I think he was the one who did it on Dragula on season two. Maybe he's that girl. He's that the girl. The way. Okay. And then if they lie, so they'll if be they lie, shocked, they get shocked with, with $4,500 volts. 4,500 volts of electricity. Right. How much now, is forty five hundred volt? Is that is that does that hurt? Is that like a taser? Well, like I thought it was going to be crazy, and then Coco immediately sips, sits down and chooses to lie. But is your name Coco Kane? No, no. And get what shocked. Do you think that strategy was continues to get shocked? I'll tell you. This was Coco's episode. I mean, I think the Dungeons and Dragons was actually Coco's episode, but Coco acted. Like this was her episode when she walked in from from jump. Her first line, disrespectfully, fuck y'all. Yeah, she she really knew ain't. she's like I'm playing games with everybody. So I think her strategy was exactly it. She threw everybody off the scent. She lied about everything. It was unclear what she was really doing in that moment, and she so made it we, fun. Yeah, it was fun to watch her get repetitively shocked. Um. They're not strapped to an electric chair. I thought it would be more theatrical. Coco lies. Sorry, I'm just reading our our uh, our. You can outline. see. You know, the thing about reading an outline is you kind of scan it and then you choose what to say. Not when you've had two martinis. <laughs> Tinties. Okay. Tinties. I was gagged at these messy faggot questions yeah. they had this man ask. Oh, and I'm dying. Would you like to you be the third has- boyfriend? <laughs> um. And did you put some titties? Did you put some fucking titties on, bitch? <laughs> that was my favorite one. Yes. And what what is that a reference to? Um, season bitches season season two, uh, where I think someone screamed at bitch or someone screamed at someone like put some fucking titties on, like to be more feminine. I guess I don't really remember it. Okay. Um. Everyone's deception. I love that he also gave thumbs up and then he went, deception. Astrid, well, no. do you love Hoso? No. Deception. deception. <laughs> no, um, no one It trusts- looks like no one is sabotaging Coco. Yeah, even Coco, when they, okay. I was afraid to say it before because I knew people would dogpile me. I don't think anyone was fucking... Girl, of course her not. She's time. losing her shit. She doesn't know. She's she seems a little disorganized to me, and that's fine. She's still, as the boule say later, she's still very young in her career. Like it took me eight years to figure out how to pack a suitcase properly to like not lose things. Yeah, you have to zip it all the way closed, or else other everything well, falls the, out. The wigs fall out at the airport, and then you get one you get the t- one nipple out, and you lose your passport. Okay, I think the biggest revelation. Is the Astrid revelation. That was dark. And I don't know why she said that. Because she lacks a ton of self-confidence. But she should be 
so much more confident in herself and her art. She's an incredible artist, an incredible performer, and her concepts are next fucking level. But in that group, everyone says, you're annoying, you talk too much, you make things about yourself. She's the youngest one in Good the group. bitch. And Keep she going. Gets, and she gets, she oftentimes gets sort of negative critique from the boules. So I can understand this. Actually, Basically, I will say that the boules, I feel like, have been quite harsh on her. Yeah. Harsher than the other girls this season. So at one point, Astrid, they say, do you see yourself in the top three? And she basically says, no. And because of that, she has this sort of breakdown. She cries about it. She has a ton of self-doubt. And everyone is like, you know, we see you there. You're great. But it's clear that it's, like, shaken her. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they all sort of, like, laugh about the fact that the one unifying factor from this whole lie detector test was that none of them trust each other. Absolutely. And why should you? It's a competition. Fuck those woes. Fuck those hoes. Fuck those hoes. All right. Uh, should we take a break or keep going? Well, no. Tell us what happens here. Okay. They go around the workstations and sc- describe their looks. Astrid and Hoso share. Uh, but Coco says, it's a, it's a secret. What a gag. Also, it's a secret. When but she it, said... It, I've got a lot of red and black fabric, and I'm wearing long hair. She said that like as if that was gonna let us know she was gonna do the boulets. I gotta tell. Well, we'll get there. But I had no idea who she was. I had literally no idea. It yeah. didn't look like anything like they've ever worn, unless it was maybe season one. But I guess that's the point. It's a reimagination. But okay, so no, okay, but we'll, we'll get, get to it. We'll okay, get to it. We'll okay, get to it because okay, okay. I have a lot to say about that. Uh, so coming the next in, Coco day. comes in dressed like a punk Al Woods. I'm obsessed with that fucking pink motorcycle jacket, covered in studs. I need one for myself for my motorcycle that I ride. Um, Coco says that wearing Let's another do- what do they call it? Beret. Thank you. Ah, wee oui, wee. Oui. Um, <laughs> Then they do the they put on the doop do doop do doop do doop music and they decide to do trust falls. Hey, do you remember when they all wrapped themselves in tinfoil hats? Sorry, I wish I was dead. Coco almost drops Astrid and says, "Did you wear deodorant today?" Which drag her. Well, some of us don't wear deodorant. Yeah. Uh, Vicky chases everyone with a knife and Coco acts out a death scene, and that part was actually funny. It was fun to see Vicky like. Up and moving, and remember, I forgot that she was there for a minute, but then she was there for that little portion again. The last like two episodes, I feel like she's really like become a person. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, maybe it's because there's less people there so that we have to kind of notice. Oh, her fuck. And- I just remembered the consequences. The way they use the word consequences, I was like, what the fuck? They're like, well, I don't want to have to suffer the consequence. And she's going to get the consequence. And they so consequences are coming. There are consequences. said that there are going to be consequences, so we're going to have consequences. Like, bitch, we don't know what they are. But I also, mean, everyone it's knows it's a double elimination. Clear it's a double elimination. But I, like, forgot about this because they were being so vague. Like... They literally, when they said suffer the consequences, they should have said, well, this double save means, means there's going to be a uh, yeah. double, double elimination. elimination. And then we just would have known what the no, fuck. Yeah. 
I don't know. Okay, anyhow. Just um, that whole scene, if it was written out. So- <laughs> what? No, say it. You just had a growl. You, you said that whole scene. That whole scene. That sounds like the, the White Lotus thing. Okay, um, that whole scene, if it was like written out, if someone could transcribe that and just see how many times they use the word consequence and consequences without actually talking about what they were, I was going to scream at my It iPad. was a lot. It was a lot. Um, Let's take a break, and when we get no! back... I'm just kidding. We'll take a break. And we're back. And you listeners will be suffering the consequences listening to of, us talk of about my this. two fucking martinis. I really <laughs> shouldn't drink before these. Okay. The, so the Belay brothers, what are they wearing? They're wearing a high collar, bloody latex vampire dress with a four way stretch gown underneath it. I really liked the collars and I liked the detail on the arms of the blood drip. Yeah, the like it looked really cool. Looked really yeah. cool. Um, Sugary. The guest judges are Joe Bob Briggs, who I looked up and is uh, like very, very well known critic of horror films. Girl, and they gave him the trailer park treatment. Bing, 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 bing. What do you mean? Uh, and then, oh, it's our girl! It's Harvey Guillen. Harvey Guillen in the house. One of the oh. thickest, fattest asses I've ever seen. Have you seen his little booty? Oh yes, her mama. Name. She slay. I love her. <laughs> she slay all day. She slay. She slay. Um, and they're subjected to this floor show. So first comes out Coco, and she's doing the Boulet Brothers. Now, this floor show I'm is fine. a combination of, first of all, it's 45 minutes long. Second of all, it's Why a Why is com- this episode 16 minutes longer than all the other ones? When Truly honestly, do Could have lost, lost 45 minutes of it. <laughs> still got all the facts. What facts? Still don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> it, the floor show is a combination of their look, like the reveal of their look, the presentation of their look, and their scene, their reenactment scene, which for some of them has words and for others does, does not. not. So we start with Coco, and Coco, I don't know if you noticed this, but when they first show Coco, no, I s- noticed. They split her silhouette into two, so she looked like the Bullet Brothers. She, well, she looked like two people next to Sorry. each other. I'm drinking a Dr. Pepper. It's giving me And that's a giving you the agita. And the the agita? <laughs> giving you a little heartburn. Uh, I'm and just going, I'm... <laughs> you, uh... And okay. then they refocus it so that it's just her. And? She's wearing she black is... latex and a corset and a panty and a bloody necklace. Like... She has big nails on. She has big Arianti hair. She has, she's giving the essence of, but nothing iconically recognizable. And the that only- was my problem is that it wasn't an iconically recognizable look by them. Right. I did not look at her and go, oh, she's doing the boulets until she started doing the floor floor show speech. I also think even just like had she held her hands up with the nails like they do. Do you know what I mean? Or done the contacts. Like, 
everything else could have been reimagined. But anyhow, she did the boulets. It wasn't it for me. It was a bold choice. They clearly loved the flattery of it. But I agree with you. I, think I feel they have like a it tendency wasn't see to like when people flatter them like that and or send them screenshots of conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the next person is Hoso, and she is doing the original character from the ring, not oh, Samara. Oh, this is my funny read that I wrote. Oh. She's got the boule look down. There's nothing on the bottom. Just a leotard up top. Yeah, and then we, it would have been great if she would have shifted her pads so they were a little uneven. That oh. would have given it to me. Now you're um, doing the read. Okay. Hoso doing the girl from the ring. But I forget her original name, but it's not Samara. It's the original girl, which I really liked. Also, the detail of having the fucking VCR tapes ripped and like tied together around her, the hair wet down the costume. This was a sleigh. This was a 100% sleigh. She ate Period. them up. She ate the girls up. Um, and she, her reenactment scene is no speaking. She climbs out of the TV, like the iconic yeah. climb out of the TV. And she climbed out of the like set piece TV, but also had also a headpiece head. that she could come out of. So it was like doubly successful. And I didn't like whoever said like without that TV headpiece, she was nothing. Because I disagree 100%. You get it 100%. You get it 100%. Nightgown, stringy, head, wet hair. You're crawling dead. on you're the floor. In. It's it. She slayed that and she made it 100% her own. Now, Victoria, this was a surprise to me. The, I was. I didn't know she could fucking act like that. The Crypt Keeper was fantastic. It was a reimagination. Her, Of course, her makeup and prosthetic was great, but she slayed the voice. She sort of re-scripted it appropriately. Like, uh-huh. She really she, did a good job. And she referenced the boulets at the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. Like, it mm-hmm. was perfect, 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 perfect. I will... Eva doing Mars attacks, I again think was great. I don't understand. She got negative critiques. We'll talk about them in a minute. I didn't feel the same way. I thought that that was 10 out of 10. She reimagined it or her. Yeah. How else would she was she supposed to reimagine that? Yeah, I mean, yes. I agree. We'll talk about it. It And then Astrid felt did Predator. Great. Um which I feel like we saw earlier this season with Melissa, right? Or was that Alien? Was Melissa Alien? Melissa was Alien, but it was kind No, I think Melissa was Predator. They it was like they looked this I mean, they looked very different, but they were, it looked, it was like in the same vein. But like also, let's remember that. Melissa had the fully rhinestone bodysuit and did a death drop. Right. But also, let's remember that like these are looks that our people are bringing from home, right? Like they're oh, organizing. No, I'm not saying them. that they shouldn't have similar looks. It was just. Yeah. Melissa was definitely doing Predator, but hers was just like straight up Predator. Predator, yeah. I loved Astrid adding the um, the the LED light thing to it, and I'd never thought to use the school brat bracket things or whatever. She used it as the studs. It's those little things that you used to put through the holes. Of, oh yeah, that like flip on flip the out uh, of the bottom on a Manila envelope. Yeah. That's the thing about Astrid is she will find a regular item and turn it into like a drag piece. Well, that I was you would never say, think of. It's hard to look at. Like, this is, you know, whatever. It's hard to look at Astrid next to Victoria because Victoria goes for, like, realism and accuracy. And then, like, Melissa goes for, like, polish and, like, stoned and, like, 
you know, so well. Like, how beautiful was her fucking deep sea diving thing? Oh, yeah. You know, it was so glittery and shimmery. And Astrid, and then, like, Hoso has that sort of more, um, like, crafty vibe, but it is so tied together aesthetically. I agree when they say, like, oh, you can kind of see the bike helmet of it all. Like, I get that critique, but if... What I would say about Astrid stuff is if it's not next to something that looks film real like Victoria, yeah, then it is its own vibe and its own aesthetic, and it is beautiful in the way that it does. But I could just imagine with the lineup, they go like, eh, that's the one where I can see the regular items coming through. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I still don't think it was bad. Is no, my, yeah. I don't think and it was I, bad I, at I all. I know that's not what you're saying. It's just, yeah. All but right. then the floor show. Because then after we watch them all do their thing, we have to watch them again? I get, I didn't understand. It was like we didn't know their names, and then it, they came up with the names after. It was 75 minutes, this floor show. Like, kill me. Just Let's talk about the Boulay chat. Bed. They go, I love us. I, I love, love what, we, what do. we do. I just love what we do. They love that Coco chose them. They were like, oh, I saw us in the drag and I saw Coco in the drag. And they like her punk DIY vibe, though they sort of read Astrid for hers. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I have a lot. They go back and forth on what they do and don't like. On each girl at this point. Oh, yeah. And Big Boule didn't like Astrid's look. And then... Not her being BB in the outline. <laughs> BB didn't like Astrid's look. And then the little one says, I'm going to talk. And then BB holds up her finger. And then in this like cringy moment, they just sort of wave their necks and Neck. their fingers at one another. And she goes, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that to me. Don't so do that they... to me. Then they go on and they say that they loved Hoso's look and it was totally reimagined but really impactful and they completely understand who it was from the get-go. Victoria, Victoria was a sleigh for them. Of and course. And then this is where I start to take issue with their critiques because okay. can I say that – Okay. Well, they say you that can. Eva looked great but the prosthetic was falling off fine and her look was too spot on. Now, all I have to say about this is that Victoria's look was the Crypt Keeper but as with a, a wig on and a dress and a V-neck dress. That was that was her look. Now, is but that not spot on to you? Was I that think, not spot on? I think the flip of like the Crypt Keeper is not now a skeleton in a chair, but like a housewife. But it wasn't I, a housewife. Well, it was girl, a... she was styled as such, and so forth. Okay, but again, it was still just the like the face. Everything about it was. But spot do you on did you keeper. ever watch the Crypt Keeper? Yes, and I understand he's an old dude with like crazy kooky hair, and he's behind a car. No crazy up kooky hair. The motherfucker is a skeleton. He has stringy hair. Look it up. He has like three wisps of hair because he's okay, dead. Okay, so she did the Crypt Keeper, but put a wig on her. Like, I don't understand the difference. I think the difference is Mars attacks in the film. They have laser guns. Boom, she had it. They wear gowns with swirls on it. Her pattern was exactly the swirls. It became a bodysuit. But body if she suit. wasn't in that pattern, how would you know it was her? 
it became a bodysuit. This is where reimagination comes into play. It became a bodysuit instead of a gown. The body shoot, the shape of the shoulders and the hips were slightly different, but like the hair was the same and the like falling of the skin off was the same. Eh, it's not, it's not different enough for me. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Oh, Crypt Keeper wasn't different enough. No, it wasn't different enough for me. Okay. It was Crypt Keeper in a wig. Crypt Keeper in a wig. So Drac thinks Eva should go home because she was the one double saved. But Swan, is this right? Those are their names? But Swan says. I don't know. I just know him as Jamie and Christos. <laughs> but Swan says, no, no, not. It's not definitely Eva because she was the one saved. Yeah, the little one wants to save Eva, and I agree. We, I would have saved Eva as well. I don't. You but, hate Victoria. No, I actually don't hate Victoria. The problem is, is I can't, I can't choose between Victoria or Eva out of the three. Yeah, okay, that's hard. All right, the well, judges. let's take a break. Yeah, we'll be back. Let me go. Oh no, 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 go, no. Let's let do me go make ju- another martini. Let's do what the judges said first, and then we'll okay, be back. and then I'll have a martini. It's just the same shit we just said. We didn't even take a break. It's Victoria tends across the board, board. including her acting. That's when we really got the positive feedback about her acting. I will give her that. I have never seen her act with and have that much energy. It was a 10 out of 10. I think the character, the look was amazing. Astrid. They say that she chose a character that relies on special effects. The prop stood in her way and her scene didn't land because her character doesn't speak. And the pulling of the spine wasn't super impactful because it seemed a little clunky to them. Well, it was like a loose spine. Like, there was no body to be pulling it out of. And that was the, like, scene she was reenacting. So it just sort of, like, didn't fully land. I feel like she could have, and it's too late now, but, like, just a t-shirt with a pillow in it and some pants Mm zip-tied to it with a bunch of stuffing. Create a fake body and then pull the spine out of that. Now, let me ask a question. Do you think they were, obviously, they were given this prompt ahead of time that they had to reimagine a classic person? Yeah. Do you think they were told they had to do a scene? Or do you think that was sprung on them? Well, I kind of feel like they do because Coco had that thing memorized down boots. Oh, like and last time was, they asked her to memorize, she just said, or said that she was sabotaged and didn't have the script. Um, and then Victoria had like a full monologue ready and props that opened up to a comic book. So I feel like the scene was a given. Okay. Um, Hoso, everyone knew who Hoso was immediately. That was like her biggest feedback was like, it was so recognizable. It was so spot on. They said her performance sold the horror of it. Her props were really successful. She also made it her own with the VHS tape. They made it fashion. It was recognizable as the original. It was great. Everyone was obsessed with it. It was clear. She was going to win even before they started giving critique. Hers was the most. The minute she pulled out, her every prop i was like mama that's a sleigh yeah eva <laughs> eva they cut to eva just taking some big old deep breaths during and this is not new they've been doing this throughout the season anytime people before eva are getting really positive critique she is shitting bricks in that line yeah that's the theater kid in her she's used to just getting harshly critiqued 
And then she says, We've talked about you. it before. Okay. And noted. you just say, thank you, okay. Because the will read you to filth because they're mad at you. And then Copy you take that. the note and you work better. Copy that was my favorite. Okay. Coco, everyone uh, commends Coco on her choice. It was a huge risk, but she was so charming and she pulled it off. The the <laughs> You can say that one. I wrote this. The boulets are like pigs and shit. They're listening to all the compliments, they're like, yes, honey, we are iconic. Yes, honey, you chose us because we are iconic. Yes, we are amazing. I mean, it's cute. I agree. Um, if I was in charge of editing my own show, I don't know that I would have done all those cuts being like, we're so amazing. Yeah. Um, Not to be like petty and stupid and bad, but I just don't. I don't know that it played as like fun and cute as they thought. Listen, it if I was in charge of my own show, I definitely wouldn't have it look like this. Oh. Eva oh. Oh. Harvey says she really know she really knew her props and worked with her body very well, which is something a note that she's gotten numerous times this right. season. Meanwhile, is she knows what she's doing. She's good at what she's doing, and she's very in her body. Meanwhile, like, moments before, Astrid was told, your props really stood in your way and they made you look clunky. And so, girl, they show Astrid fucking falling doing over her, her deep props. breath. And they show her giving a deep breath when Eva gets that compliment. Um, yeah, they just don't think that her silhouette and her interpretation was uh, very different from the original. Joe Bob says, I'm not sure that the Martians and Mars attacks are iconic, but if they are iconic to you... Then sure. <laughs> Mama, I don't... Okay, does Mr. Joe Bob understand how iconic those characters are to drag queens? I feel like... Because every drag... Like, I've seen a drag queen in almost every city do a number. Like, Juno Birch, Sharon Needles. I could name more, I'm sure. Mars But it's like... Attacks. Mars Attacks drag. Like, I feel like... Uh, it's yeah. an, they're iconic to me. Oh, for sure. Okay, like if you just type that in. Okay. Let's take a break. No. And when we come back, we're going to finish up this episode. Great. Goodbye. Hello. The winner of the challenge is Hoso. Yay, Hoso. Good for you, Hoso. Did you think someone was going to be safe? You'd be dumb because of consequences. Consequences. So we make our way to the cauldron, and it's time for some survival. Sorry, but to say it very clearly, everyone else is in the bottom because Hoso is one. Yeah, they're all bottoms. Yeah. Not Victoria, though, because I've seen that Twitter. Okay, so in the in the uh, cauldron, they're drinking Sir Vodka. Hoso feels weird because she's one of the reasons for the consequences, which is a double elimination. The consequences. Which is a double el- elimination, which is a payback for the double save. Right. Um, at- and like we said at the beginning of this episode, how cool would it be if that was the conversation and that was the language being used? There's a double elimination because we had a double save. But right now, it's just I th- yeah, consequences. It's just the script is bad. Astrid wants to go on the tour the most, and she's open to skipping the money and just going on tour. Which, girl, do not do that. <laughs> do not do that. I right. did some simple math earlier today. Uh huh. The median price of a ticket is $40. 
and the stages that I was looking at had venue or the venues that I looked at had capacities of between 800 and 1,000 people. If you simply do the math, take your money. Take the money. So basically, Astrid, I think think what's happening here is that it's very clear that – what Astrid is looking for is validation, is sisterhood, is to work as an artist. I feel like someone like Victoria, the tour would be fun, but honey, she's ready to cash the checks, stay home in the lab, and make more cool prosthetics. You oh, know what I mean? Absolutely, and do incredible shows. And like Hoso has gotten the chance to do this tour. So she's like, baby, it's the coins for me, and then other gigs and the tour, sure. But yeah. like, Astrid is so, she just wants to be in the mix. You know what I mean? And I think she just feels like no one else wants her there. So the fact that she's like, fuck the money. I'll take the tour. Just the tour. Give me the tour. Girl, take her out on tour. She wants the tour. She wants it. She said she'll do it for free. She'll she'll turn the show. She'll turn the party. She she does. The, she dances. Or she jerk. Her jerks. Um, she knows. So that she they goes said to, it, not me. She goes to Chicago and she she goes. She went to Chicago and she blocked me and noged. Coco asks Hoso who she wants to see in the finale with because Hoso has an official slot in the finale. Yeah. So Coco's like, "Who's there with you?" And Hoso uh, says, "Coco and Eva," which is shocking. To me, and Victoria and thinks that Hoso is, Hoso is just scared of her. Hoso says Eva over Victoria because Eva hasn't had the like the moment to be highlighted like Victoria has. And Hoso also says it's not Astrid straight to her face. She's like, I don't think you're as good as the others. That was harsh. Because that's and your then boyfriend. She kissed her on the mouth. Right. And then she was like, and. And then I'll- they get on the bus to go home and it's like, I just said that for TV and kissed her on the mouth. Exactly. Maybe that's the game that uh, Coco was talking about. Girl, maybe. I love that. Okay, um, so back on the main stage. Astrid. Oh, back on the main stage, they all go out there and then the boulets are like, hey, we're going to send you up, t- up the staircase of stoles to the ghostly gallows <laughs> and we're going to drop one of you dumb bitches. <laughs> Because initially, I always go back to what they say. They're like, all four of you will be on the chopping block. So I, when they said that, I imagined four people standing up there and two people dropping. But obviously, due to the logistics, they have to go two by two. And it makes it a little more suspenseful. But did it? Because the minute they picked the two people, I was like, oh, well, if one of these people is going home, it's going to be S. Well, for the first one. Yeah. And for the second one. Unfortunately, it was well. Obvious. Hold on, be like, <laughs> be like we've been doing a podcast about this show. Be like we have listeners and share the thing moment by moment. Okay, so we get back on the main stage, and the boulets are like, "You're going up there two by two, like the animals on the ark." And so they send up the first two pigs, and it's <laughs> Astrid and Coco, and they drop Astrid, uh, and Coco stays. Then. The next two go up, and it's Eva versus Victoria. And the little and one goes. She points and she goes, Victoria. Victoria. And then, and then Eva drops. Drops. 
And they go, you stay to slay another day or whatever she said. And so um, this was something we were waiting to happen all season long where they say the name and then the person stays and doesn't drop. So we got our little Why didn't they do switch. that earlier? Would have been amazing on like Would've the been Erica. Better. The this Erica was too drop. dumb. Um they did Eva dirty. I think they did her so dirty. I wish it was a top 4, but I know that they're like we're not going to tour four girls again. At least they didn't say for this one we're gonna strap GoPros to all your heads so we could see Eva's face really drop as she dropped down. I can only imagine how horrible it felt in that brief moment when she was like, "Wait, they said Victoria, I'm staying." They had to dig it into her one more time. You know what I mean? They can't let Eva live. Um, so that's it. We have a top three, and it is Coco, Hoso. And Victoria Elizabeth Black. Now, next week is the finale. Do you believe, like they do in modern days, they filmed all three of them winning? Or do you believe they filmed two of them winning? Or do you believe they only filmed one I, ending? No, 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 no. I think that, uh, no, 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 no. I believe that they filmed all three of them winning. Okay. Who do, Who do you, you think, think is going to win? No, Coco. you go first. I think Coco too. Yeah. They've You've given her the it. best edit the entire season. They've been giving her well, here's the other option. I was just talking to someone on the phone earlier tonight, a former winner, and we were discussing this, and they said they might be giving Coco that edit so that she'll have like the best overall edit, but they might give Victoria the win because she overall has had stronger um a stronger presentation all season. And she was the one who named the season Titans. Victoria did? Yeah. Uh, back in another season, she was like, I don't want to be here. I would rather fight with the real Titans of the show. Oh. And, and giving she... Coco that incredible edit, even though she's had some major flops and like weird stuff going on, they've given her such a strong character edit. That she's going to be booked in a huge platform. She's going to be booked for the next 10 years. Yeah. And it Victoria is... winning, she can go back home and take her money and do whatever she wants. Because she doesn't want to be out on the road do. doing shit. I, I don't think she does either. And I think that like they both get what they want, they both get to go on a world tour. And like Hoso doesn't and Hoso's need it either. Hoso's fight, like Hoso could win, but I, unfortunately, like I've just I feel like I've just seen her three times in a row. Was it only two times? She was season four, and then she came back. Oh, but like, she went on tour. On I cannot wait for season five because I need some fresh fucking blood. Yes, because it was a lot. Because it was like resurrection, and then Saint was on season four. And Dolly, yeah. So to have a whole new cast of monsters, I just need all new girls, yeah. Or oh, it's sorry, interesting. All we'll, new monsters. We'll see how it plays out. I kind of believe what you're saying. I think Victoria, because no one could really argue with that. No. But then Hoso, or uh, sorry, Coco being the runner-up gives her really good story to tour. Really good. And listen, they didn't have to give her as much as they gave her this episode. They gave her. Everything she got, every moment that she played, they've been editing. Well, from the very beginning, they've been editing on her side, even when her costumes were flops for four of the whatever challenges that they've had. They've still let her proceed. 
and you know what's interesting? Um, Willem and Alaska have talked about this before on Drag Race. Like, there's so much that gets filmed. They can decide, like, if a bit stays in or not. Like, they've talked about, like, slang that gets used all the time. Like, oh, everyone was saying this. But then they don't feature it in the edit. So it's clear that Coco is, like, coming in and making up story for herself. She's going... I'm gonna I'm gonna come in and say disrespectfully fuck y'all. I'm gonna say let's do a I'm trust. I'm gonna say ball. I've been sabotaged. I'm, I'm all of say- that, and all of her stories are in there. Yeah, she better do so it. We'll all see. right. Well, that's it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry I got drunk. You know, happy New Year or whatever. Happy New Year. All right. Thank you for listening. December seventeenth. This Tuesday on our YouTube channel, the live podcast that we made. Uh, for our 300th episode, will air as our 303rd episode, and it'll be a video episode. So shout out to that. Yeah, I love that. I can't wait to watch it. I don't I really got remember that. much. Boom, boom, boom. Ow. Goodbye. Goodbye. To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.